welcome to this week's episode of Ghost Emoji with me, Taylor, and uh, my good friend, Becca, over there. That's me. That's her. That's me. um, We've got a very exciting, what you call it, like an anthology series? What is it when it's just a bunch of uh, stories that have like a, a single thread running through them, but they're not actually part of the same story? I would call it an anthology. Yes. It's another one of our unverified, just just scary stories that we've gleaned from Reddit and Ranker and all those other reputable websites that are fun to read when you're everything <laughs> on the internet is true. It's yeah, yeah. I I believe that. I don't believe that. It's a fact. No. Don't listen to Becca. No, it's true. She's trying to mislead you. Oh, I've got burps in me. I'm my own brand of some form of Fox News. I just report oh, fake Becca, things Becca, no. All the time. Becca, no. Shh. Shh. No Fox Political. News. Political. Okay, let's go. This this collection of stories are all about ruining your next ocean vacation. It's already been ruined. I Oceans are scary. Uh, this one, like, it kind of, I don't know. I've never wanted to vacation to, like, the bottom of the ocean, so that doesn't bother me too much. But anytime I see those things, it's like, you can stay in this hotel room that's underwater. And I'm like, nope. oh, oh, no. <clears throat> can I just have, like, the walls of my room be some kind of, like, really intricate, like, video screen and I can pretend that I'm underwater without having, like, the crushing pressure of, of the ocean, just all of the ocean in its entirety, like, pushing in on me? Because that's not, that doesn't sound like a good time to me, but what do I know about vacations? What are you, some sort of vacation expert? No. I could be, though. If that's a job, I'll take it. That does sound like a good job. Unless their first assignment is, like, time to sleep under the water. Mm, Down with with the the fishies. fishies with no eyes. You're dead. The deep down fishies. We don't need eyes. <laughs> this has gone somewhere so dark so fast. Well, you know, we just wanted to set the stage that these are scary, like, you know, diving deep under the water stories. It's confessions of a deep down diver people. Deep sea diver? <laughs> um, some of them deep are deep. down deep. <laughs> well, some of them are deep and then some were like, I was swimming off of the beach. So I don't know. Mm, so not deep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been on a, on a scuba? You ever done a scuba? Uh, no, I've done a, um, what's the other one? A snuba? A, a snorkel? <laughs> <laughs> I've done snorkeling, but, um, I have claustrophobia, so basically I would put on the mask and start hyperventilating, and my mom was like, we could hear you from, like, we never had to wonder where you were, because we could hear you breathing so heavy <laughs> through your, through your snorkel, because you were freaking out, and I was like, great. Cool. Guess scubaing is out of the question. Uh, no, I went. I went one time, and it was like once I was in it and going, it was okay. And I was like, oh, like look up, and there's all this ocean above me, and it's, you know, all grand and amazing. But I don't know something like falling off the side of a boat into the ocean was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done. Like the ocean is so big and is so mean. 
It doesn't care it, about you. It doesn't care about you. I guess that's, it's not even mean. It just doesn't care about you. Like, it's this big, powerful thing that could crush you like a little bug. And it won't even just think about it. Just keep on going. Because it's, it's not like, sentient. <laughs> but I did it and I saw some little squiddies and some bubbles. Oh, squiddies and bubbles. Mm-hmm. What more is there? I mean, truly. I'll probably stick to uh, snorkeling and maybe maybe some snooba. Snooba, snorkels. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is our collection of stories. So so tuck in. It's gonna be a smooth, silky smooth ride. Mm. <laughs> like butter. Mm. Smooth as a butter dog. Mm, okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Do it. Do it. Our first story and these are from um a list of it was a ranker article that had a bunch of creepy diver stories and there was a lot of them but we kind of cherry picked them because we there's a handful that we want to get through mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so um i was diving with some friends and found a fisherman's glove with a hand still inside of it we brought the glove to the local police and they told us that they hadn't received any kind of report of a guy with a missing hand Ooh. That's right. Get scared. Maybe that was all that was left. Maybe they had a report of an entire missing man and just all they found was the hand. I don't know, but that's... it's uh, Either that or there's someone who was like, eh, I guess what's the point in reporting that it's missing? Like, I'll just get a hook. I'll probably never find it again. I'll just be a pirate. This is Captain Hook's origin <laughs> story. Well, he's a criminal, so he's not going to report it. Exactly. What... What kind of, like, bad business was he doing when he lost his hand? Something bad. Something nefarious. Teasing crocodiles. Teasing crocodiles. Calling them names. You're a scaly (laughs) so-and-so, you you dingus. I'm gonna make you into a pair of boots. Ooh, that cuts deep. It does, literally. I'm gonna cut your skin off. Oh, no. (laughs) And then it bit his hand off. Yep. Um, this next one... Is and a lot of these are like I was. I don't know who the I is. Like I said, we uh, we didn't do a lot of verification on these. They're just fun. Use your imagination. Yeah, I did it. It's me, Taylor. I was diving off the Florence, Oregon coast with some friends, and we found a body on the ocean floor in the creepiest condition possible. He was a surfer who'd gone missing a few days prior, so he wore a wetsuit with his legs, arms, and head exposed. Crabs had eaten the flesh from his exposed bits, so basically he was a torso with a skull and skeletal limbs. Yuck. Ugh. Something about, like, I hope whenever it's my time to slink off this mortal coil, like, I would just like to not be eaten by anything. You know? Yeah, that's really the the hope, isn't it? I just don't want my body to get eaten. Like, I mean, I guess if that's how I go in the first place, I can't really help that. But I I just really don't want to be eaten by anything like after I die and before I'm turned into ash and and turned in my haunted painting. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that that's what you want us to do. Yeah, I'm here to haunt y'all. Make sure you put it in your will, because, you know. Uh, who am I going to commission to do my painting? Not me. I'll be dead way before you. I was going to say, I was like, and I know I know, commissions are stressful for you, so I I wouldn't want to be like, hey, Becca, you know what I heard? You love commissions. Paint me like one of your dead girls. Oh, yeah. 
Next one. Next one. I was diving off the coast of Fiji, and we went through a natural tunnel, like a 10-meter cave or passage through a rock formation. So we start swimming through the cave, and suddenly the light was weird, like the blue tent from the water has been replaced by a red one. Now all divers will know that this isn't only weird because the color changed, but also because red is the first color to disappear after a certain depth, usually between 30 feet to 10 meters and 40, or 30 feet or 10 meters and 40 feet or 13 meters. And we were over 70 feet, which is 23 meters deep. Also bear in mind that this was late morning on a sunny day. So imagine this scene. Me and my dive buddy are going through an underwater cave and suddenly everything, for no apparent reason, is tinted red, a color that you are literally supposed to be unable to see while diving at that depth during the day. Upon exiting the cave, everything was back to blue. I thought it was just me, so I didn't signal to go back up. After the dive, my buddy asked me if I'd seen the water tint red too. We can't explain it, and the folks from the local dive shop had no idea what we were talking about. Science. 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 So I guess I'm wondering with that one, is it just that the color red, like, cannot be filtered down that far? But, like, if you had a red light bulb or something like that that you lit up in, like, a a flashlight or something, and you lit it at that depth, you would be able to see it? Or does it just not filter down? I don't know, because, I mean... I mean, it's still creepy either way, but I was just like, I mean, maybe that's not much more of a a comfort to be like, well, maybe there was just someone in there with a red light bulb waiting for you. (laughs) (laughs) Or you stumbled upon someone's secret, like, murder cave. Yeah, this is my blood cave. This is my blood cave. Welcome. Welcome. Take a seat. Watch out for the blood. Watch out for the blood. Uh, Just scoot that skull just right on over. Sit on the couch. Make yourself comfy. They're all fresh. They're all fresh. Mm-mm-mm. That was most of the ones from the the Ranker one. It had a lot of other ones that were pretty good if you want to check it out. Um, but a lot of them were things like, I was swimming and I saw a barracuda and it followed me, which is also scary. But I wanted the stuff that was paranormal and kind of creepy and um, probably not true, but very, very fun to listen to slash read. Delightful to read. <laughs> Which is what I got from the next list, which I pulled of them, um, them from therichest.com, 15 creepy stories of things divers have seen underwater. But when I was trying to actually search for something in one of the stories, when I put it in, it just took me to like a Reddit thread and they were all from the same person. So it's all just good scary fun so this is all just one person right that's what i i got the impression it was like some kind of like contract diver who like worked for salvage or something like that and it was all of their scary stories which as many as they had i was like this is probably fake but also why did you stay with this company for so long when you were constantly like facing all these harrowing paranormal diving things that are bad but super duper delightful to read about for the for the vine or whatever equivalent do it for the dive vine yeah <laughs> do it for the story for the reddit but there was a lot of them so again we kind of kind of cherry picked them but this is the first one that i liked 
On another occasion, we were recovering a military aircraft. When we arrived, naval ships were on scene waiting for us to recover it for them. We were quickly quickly briefed that they had lost communication with the pilot and wanted us to recover it so they could investigate. I was sitting comms and logs, which is communicating with divers and monitor depth and bottom time. When the divers reached the project, they reported that the airplane was intact. These were, uh, We were all surprised, as in, there was no visible damage at all, it was just resting on the bottom. Even stranger, the air canopy was still in place. That means that the cockpit is still sealed, and in other words, the pilot did not eject, but there was no sign of the pilot. We recovered the plane and the military co- took custody of it. We never heard about it again. Weird. Because it's aliens. Aliens. But where did he go? Like, if he'd been underground, underground, underwater for a long time, I mean, I guess he could have deteriorated physically, but I mean, he wouldn't just not be there. Yeah, they would have found, like, remnants. Makes me, he went to the Upside Down. That's where he is. Oh, no, (sighs) man. I bet, like, the Upside Down in Hawkins really sucks, but the Upside Down under the ocean, can you imagine? Mm -mm -mm. I don't want (laughs) to. Think about it. Who's texting me? Shh. Tell them about scary diving stories. It's my mom. <laughs> uh, Has she ever been on a scuba? Have she ever done uh, a scuba? I'm not sure. I'd have to ask her. Does she want to do a scuba? Probably not. She did the snorkeling with us. She seemed to do better than I did. Everyone did better than I did, which isn't saying much. You did it for the vine. <laughs> I did it so no one would judge me. Um, Okay, so next story is... uh, I'm not entirely sure how to explain this next dive. I was on the bottom, laying on my back, staring up toward the surface. All I could see were varying shades of darkness. Suddenly, I came to my senses. I had no memory of how I got here. I realized I couldn't remember getting into the water or even why I was here. I tried to will my body to stand up, but realized I couldn't move. I couldn't control my body. Over the comms, I could hear topside instructing the other diver to find me. How long had I been down here? How long had I been missing? He told topside that they grabbed him. I tried to shout out, but I couldn't even do that. After a few frantic minutes of communication between the diver and topside, I noticed a, ja- uh, I noticed a shadow growing clear. It was moving toward me. Topside, I found him. He reached down and grabbed my harness to drag me back to our dive stage, and as he pulled me, I rolled over and got a brief glance at my surroundings. I had been laying in a pile of human bones. What? What even? What the hell? Uh, that's where, like, some of these are so much that I'm like, they're, these, these can't be real. But they're so good. But what if they are? The thing is, it seems like they couldn't be real, but the thing is, what if they are? Ah. <laughs> uh. Like, I mean, he's laying on a pile of human bones. Where'd they come from? The thing that that grabbed him it was probably taking it back to his nest. Ugh. He's like, I'm going to eat you now. They Welcome to my him. bone pit. <laughs> Do you mm. like what I've done with the place? And then he didn't remember how he got there. That's like when he first started the story. I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. But my initial thought was he was going to turn around and be like, and I saw me laying on the ground and I was dead. I was bones. (laughs) Then I'd have been like, this is not real. But what it makes me wonder is if it like popped him and he lost consciousness. And then, you know, when you lose consciousness, sometimes when you wake up, you're disoriented. Um, And then... 
basically he realized whatever it was had like taken it taken him to his its bone pit under the water time to die (laughs) all right time for the next one let's see the next one is um i witnessed another strange occurrence from topside at the location of a planned demolition It's necessary to explain that one way you can keep track of a diver is to watch their bubble stream. When a diver inhales, the helmet's demand regulator provides air from the umbilical. When they exhale, it is exhausted into the water and floats up to the surface. On topside, you can watch the bubbles to get a general sense of where the divers are. Now on this occasion, we were hundreds of miles from land and had placed two divers in the water. About an hour into the dive, we started noticing something strange was happening. There were three distinct bubble streams coming from where they were working. At first, we assumed that there was a current and it was affecting them. But soon, we noticed a fourth set of bubbles coming from a distance. It stopped stopped about 20 feet from the divers, near the other mysterious bubbles. We asked the divers, but neither could see anything out of the ordinary. Then, even from the surface, we heard a blood-curdling screech from the waters. It was Becca. It was me. <laughs> it was Becca and her snoob, her snubber. <laughs> yeah, it was me and my snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, then silence. The divers weren't too concerned. We hear strange things all the time. Sound travels well in the water, and you learn to assume it's a long distance away. It, Becca. It's Becca, far, mm-hmm. far away. Mm-hmm. But soon, it looked like the water in the distance was boiling, and it was getting closer. It wasn't boiling, though. It was countless new bubble streams moving nearer to the locations our divers were working. The supervisor ordered the divers to get into the dive stage to be lifted back. They get in it to be lifted back to the surface. The bubbles were frighteningly close now. Uh, And the divers being lifted out said they had begun to see shadowed figures in the distance. They couldn't quite make out what they were, though. Uh, it's mermaids. No. It's mermaids. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. The, no. They're just coming no. to sing you their song of the deep. And drag you to your death. No, they say, look, I made you some some steamed scallops. Mmm. How about a little, uh, a little surf clam? Ugh, I hate surf clam. What's surf clam? It's a it's a rubbery, disgusting seafood animal. I ate it on a piece of sushi one time because I was trying to be adventurous and it was terrible. I chewed on it for a thousand hours and it didn't do anything. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, that one was pretty freaky. Uh, just the thought of it like getting closer and closer. It makes me think of like Alien when they're watching the dots get closer and closer. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's eerie. I don't like it. <laughs> so, next story. During a dive near the Bahamas, I had a frightening experience. It was my first salvage job with them, so I got in with a highly experienced diver. At just over 200 feet deep, we were examining the sunken vessel for rigging points. As I approached the bow of the ship, I noticed he was investigating a damaged portion of the hull. He swam a few feet into the ship looking around, and I asked him a few times if he wanted me to tend his umbilical, or his air supply hose, from just outside the ship. It's highly advisable since it's dangerous to enter a sunken ship. Um, to which he stated no. He didn't want to enter the ship. He insisted he was on the port side of the ship. 
Assuming he was disoriented, I reached to grab him. Just before touching him, I realized there were no bubbles coming from the helmet. Whatever this was, it wasn't breathing. I backed up and reported that something else was down here. I expected mockery, but there was none. The next thing I heard was the diving supervisor. Both divers, square yourselves away and get ready to leave bottom. When back on the surface, I asked the supervisor about it. He said he refused to put his divers in exceptionally dangerous situations. He then refused to clarify. We declined to complete the salvage. Mm. That's some Doctor Who, uh, what's, is it, what's the library called? Is it the Silent Library? Silence in the Library? I can't, I haven't watched that season in a long time. It's been a long while. <laughs> now I want to rewatch the beginning, like, all the Moffat stuff made me so, like, turned me off of Doctor Who so hard mm-hmm. that I hadn't wanted to watch any of the earlier seasons, but now I'm like, ugh, I miss 9 and 10 and ele- not 11. I remember getting attached and having feelings during episodes. <laughs> yep. Remember when there were high stakes and rules mattered? Yep. <laughs> Those were good times. Oh. Although I wonder if the, the new Doctor is any good, because I know that she's a lady, which I was very excited about, but I haven't watched any since... Well, I don't think uh, she's started yet. I think she's. Oh, really? I want to say she's going to come in during the Christmas special, because the Christmas oh, yeah, special. That is what they do. Yeah, because the Christmas special that's going to happen is got the current Doctor, which I can't remember his first name, the actor, but it's like Capellini or whatever his name is, and um, one of the oh, other Peter Capellini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another older Doctor. I've only watched the the new one, guys. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with the. The original doctors 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 but uh but yeah no that's just something about like the fact that his supervisor was like no we're just not gonna do it and I'm like well, why not we're just not we're leaving goodbye it's fine don't don't ask any more questions i have to go bye don't follow me <laughs> tell your friends bye bye <laughs> i know so what's down there what's in the ship did someone else complete the salvage? Are they dead now? It's probably the bodies of people who were sent to salvage before and they never cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Well, something got them. <laughs> oh, we should probably pull these guys out since, uh, I don't know. Sucked oh. up. Um, this is the last one I had, and it's it's pretty buck wild. This is the one where I was like, this is fake. This is fake. These are all fake. They're very good, but they are fake. But you tell me. (laughs) Okay. As I read this to you, start making a list of how this could happen. Okay. You got it. (laughs) All right. The military had found a site in which they believed the bodies of several missing World War II sailors would be found. I entered the water with another diver with body bags to carry the remains. On the bottom, we eventually found three skeletons. We placed them in the bags and returned to the stage. On our return trip to the surface, we saw the bags begin to move. At first, very slightly, then violently shaking and rolling. Bubbles escaped from two of the bags, and then they were still. The third bag continued struggling. We reached the surface and sat down on the deck, stripping our gear immediately. We were afraid to touch the bags. It's reasonable. Um, But one of the tenders eventually unzipped the moving bag. An old, frail... Very alive man rolled out, coughing water. 
We stood shocked, unable to comprehend what we were witnessing. Still not sure what I was doing, I ran to the other two bags and unzipped them. There were two more old men lying motionless in the bags. They appeared to have just drowned. We attempted CPR, but were unable to revive the men. The man, who was somehow now alive, was backing away from us, screaming of the horrors he'd witnessed. He screamed about an eternity spent burning. We locked him in a room, that's kind of rude, and contacted the military that we'd found a survivor. Within the hour, a military chopper was hovering over us to pick up the two bodies and the survivor. We had placed the bodies back in their bags and handed them over. The man bent over to inspect them, unzipping the bags. As he opened the bags, an unbearable stench overtook us. The bodies appeared to be in decay as if they'd been dead and soaking in the water for a week. Yuck. Um, he zipped it back up and then had them lifted into the chopper. They Then we escorted him to the survivor. We could hear the screaming from down the hall. We opened the door and saw blood splattered on the walls. He was alive and screaming, but he too appeared to have started decaying. The man calmly walked him into the chopper, and the two of them were lifted on board. We never heard about them again. Okay. However, I went back and examined the room. With his blood, he had drawn hieroglyphics on the walls. I'm still not certain of what I viewed, but there were a few things that seemed to stand out. Waves, flames, and bodies. There was a tremendous amount of them on the walls, but shortly after I walked in, our supervisor began scrubbing the walls. He refused to let us examine it any further. Like... What a wild ride. <laughs> For real. It would, like, take a turn and I'd be like, this has got to be the craziest it's going to get. <laughs> and then there would be another turn. And then I was like, this has got to be it. And then it would take another hard left turn. And I'd be like, I, I have no idea what the fuck's coming next. Well, also- the hieroglyphics, <laughs> man. That was really, I was just like, of all the things to be like, you know what? I'm going to write this on the wall. Like, <laughs> unless he's an ancient egyptian then i guess or maybe he studied that in college but i just what i'm wondering if like when he says hieroglyphics if he means like just kind of like pictographs like you know symbols for language and not like actual hieroglyphics but also just that his supervisor walked in and was like yuck get this blood out of here womp, womp, womp. don't look at it too closely <laughs> But I I don't know. When I was reading through it the first time, I was like, okay, like when the when they unzipped the bags, I thought they were going to be skeletons again and it was going to be a weird like shared hallucination or something. But the fact that they were like breaking down and where's the follow up? You know, sometimes I just want to know. And the government just wants to put, you know, weird sea ghosts on a helicopter and take them away from me. And I never get to find out what happened. I want to know what happened. Is that fair? Doesn't sound fair to me. No. It's tremendously unfair. (laughs) Man, we went through this a lot faster than I thought we would. We're getting pretty good at reading. I know. What can I say? (laughs) 30 years in the making. And I'm an expert reader. I am an expert reader. So, I mean, if I'm being real, a lot of times when I'm editing these, I'm like, Taylor, come on, open your mouth. Open your mouth when you're talking. Ah, it's hard. I I definitely slur my words <laughs> a lot. I try so hard, but sometimes you just feel silly when you're like, I'm going to talk like this. I'm going to make sure my mouth and my lips and my tongue are moving a great deal. 
to make sure that everything is clear. I prefer to talk like this or it doesn't sound very clear, but it's really comfy because I don't want to talk about No, it's extremely. I'm going to enunciate everything. I'm a regular old Captain Holt. I am going to enunciate. I hate it. I don't. I can't. I'm sorry. Good. We'll slur together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a This is a podcast where it's okay to slur your words. Just don't use slurs. Exactly. In your words. Oh, that's very catchy. I like that. Yeah. What can I say? I'm a wordsmith. <laughs> uh, My new job has taught me all sorts of new skills to not apply to outside life. But yeah, I enjoyed those quite a lot. I've actually, I've read some of those before, but I love a good deep diver story. Any kind of like job like that. Um, I've read some good ones by, like, forest rangers and stuff like that. I think we should do an episode on that, because those are always really spooky. Yeah, again, I'm like, I don't know if these are true, but it makes me think twice about going into the woods. It makes for some great, great uh, storytelling, though. I think we're actually going to manage to keep it around, like, 30 or 40 today. It's amazing. Whoa. (laughs) It's going to be so fast to edit. Next week, I think we're going to talk about um like ancient online relics our friend rachel was telling me about um she was listening to one of our episodes and she was like oh this reminded me of um these old like angel fire websites that were stories that were like crafted to look real and they were all scary like predates uh creepypasta and stuff so um, she was telling us about it and I was like, man, we should do an episode on like old, like internet relic, uh, scary stories and the ones that like we remember and other like stories that have been crafted to seem very real, but are clearly not like, um, you don't know they're not real. I mean, dear David might actually be real. It scares me so much, but, um, it's very thorough. I want it to not uh, be real. I Yeah, same, but I'm really afraid that it is real. But we were thinking about talking about that, and she might make an appearance, but no promises. It depends on how she's feeling. Yeah, no pressure, Rachel. No pressure, Rachel. <laughs> but it's a very good idea. I, I read the Ted the Caver one. I finished it today. So it's a, it was a long read, but it was uh, it was pretty spoopy. Yes, it was very good. Have you finished it? uh almost it's a it's dense it is very long i keep falling asleep because i'm <laughs> I, reading makes me tired and so like i'll be reading it and even though i'm scared i'm like i'm so tired i was gonna I'm, say i was like even when I'm you're so reading tired. something that's a scary story you're like oh i'm about to fall asleep into a nightmare oh. yep pretty much <laughs> i'm about to have about to have a terrifying nightmare here we go so but that'll be fun um Hopefully that'll be next week. I'll see how how many stories and and blogs and stuff we can whip up because I remember like in my brain so many of them, but I'm having trouble like remembering enough specifics to be able to find them. What happened to GeoCities, man? It's dead. Angel Fire, you're my only hope. Sweet, sweet Angel Fire. (laughs) So, um, do you you have anything else you want to share with the class before we sign off for today? Mm Mm-mm. No, I'm good. Are you sure? I don't have any. I don't have any sassafras. Anything to say? I'm. I'm gonna be good this time. 
Do you have any um, special relaunches you'd like to talk about? Special relaunches? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cass is, like, sitting there just being like, you fucking idiot. Just pulling fucking on her hair. Being like, ah. God, if you could be any dumber. <laughs> no, you're just engaging the audience, you know? Just yeah. getting them emotionally invested. What could it be? Oh, gosh. <laughs> You want to know what it is? I do. We did a soft relaunch of Embrace Eternity, and it is now Magical Ladies, which is a podcast where Cass and I talk about cool ladies, which includes all ladies, trans ladies, non-gender conforming ladies, slash just what them days, uh, and other. Basically, we talk about cool stuff that ladies and girls are doing, and... It's going to be fun. I'm excited. Our first episode was just sort of like a little intro where we talk a little bit about what it's going to be like. And um, yeah, we're going to cover, you know, real life ladies, fictional ladies, etc. It just feels very good. I feel like we're this podcast is about death and dying and ghosts. And y'all's is about like women doing really nice things and being uplifted. (laughs) (laughs) And feel good. I gotta get a little bit of everything in there. No, it's a good. I I like it. It's a very good good mix. Got your hands in all all the pies: the death mm-hmm. pie, the the empowerment pie. Yep. RPG pie. RPG pie. I'm gonna get back on that. I swear to God. I swear. I believe in you. I will. I promise. <laughs> but but it's very good, and I hope that y'all y'all keep that up because I was listening to it yesterday when I was having my my day of relaxing and i was i was just so excited because i didn't realize y'all had relaunched it and then i was like yes i get a two like a two minute little quick episode and then like a a good little like 30 minute chunk yes and we are planning on keeping it to 30 to 40 minutes that was a large discussion we had (laughs) and it is that is no more three hour episodes for fuck's sake have a three-hour conversation about how you're gonna make the podcast 30 minutes jesus christ yeah um but yeah, so that'll be fun. If y'all get like your new schedule and stuff, we can reblog that on Ghost Emoji. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I want everyone to follow it because it just feels good. Because this stuff can be kind of heavy. I like, I don't know. It makes me think of kind of like, have you listened to Griffin's podcast with his wife Rachel? Yeah, wonderful. It's really good. It just feels good when I listen to it. I just always feel good, and I'm like, I wonder what it's like to have a podcast where. It's not about, like, children Death. dying or, you know, people who are just torsos. Well, you know, I guess that's what it feels like to be uh, the murderinos or to be um, Karen and Georgia. Yeah, that's true. Their stuff is real heavy. Ours, at least, sometimes we just talk about silly Reddit stories and cryptids. <laughs> Theirs is all true crime, which means it actually happened. Woof a doodle. Dark. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. We're gonna wrap it up for this week. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Ghost Emoji Show. Uh, we're on Podbean too. If you want to follow us on Podbean, um, thanks again for for the new reviews and stuff like that. I oh, where's my phone? I felt bad because last time I was like, I mean, no one's like leaving any comments or anything. I can't like read anyone's names or anything like that it's all just anonymous stuff and then again the next time i look at it i'm like there's like three people on here who left names and i'm over here like i don't know 
Just whoever. <laughs> Whoops. Oh no, it's my fine. my it's phone fine. is like, please rebuild your podcast library because it has no room. I hate it when it does this. I lose so many podcasts because I can't remember everybody I follow. Ugh. Well, it's cruel. We'll, we'll, we'll shout out to some of the people who left us things next time. So if you want to leave a fresh review, this is your chance for us to uh, maybe like read your name or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we love all of you, and we really appreciate any positive feedback we get. And we hope that you that you like it. And if you have any suggestions for topics or anything like that, or just like a cool, scary story that you want to send us or articles or whatever, I love hearing, like, just get all, all those grubby hands all over the internet and just scoop up all the scary stuff and push it towards me in a big, scary pile. Bury me in <laughs> creepypasta. Yeah, bury me. I just want to slurp it up. Cover me in sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep so so i guess until next week is that your tummy yep <laughs> stay hungry and stay spooky stay spooky or <laughs> i don't know a diver's gonna come out and grab you put you in a body bag turn you into human soup Oof, nasty becca why'd you have to take it there you said you were gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> I'm never good. Bye, oh. motherfuckers. I'm so sorry. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>